And of course, uh, yeah, we're, ta- we're taking your calls on those milestones um, that, yeah, that have really just made an impression on you. Mine was quite a simple one, one that I wasn't expecting or looking out for, but there it is. It struck me. Of course, we're talking to Nikki Bush and she is in studio, our parenting expert, author and speaker. Morning, Nikki. Good morning, Rafael Ware. And you should be justifiably proud. Right. I yes. think so. so. Because, yeah. you know, this is the on, on the backbone of a lot of hard work on your part. Yeah. And it is just awesome to get to that place where you can communicate in a different way with your child. You know, this shows the constant evolution as yeah. as children move from one phase to the next. Yeah. So really exciting. It is really exciting. And you know what it was as well when I asked her how she slept? And she said she wrote back, well. Oh. <laughs> what a mature word and phrase to turn to. That, that really struck me. And you know what, what struck me as you were sharing your story uh, is that um, when when my kids were 14 and 11, yeah. they went on holiday with my sister a week before I arrived. They went early uh-huh. and she had a newborn yeah. who was six weeks old. Sure, yeah. And she got rushed to hospital at five in the morning with gallstones. Oh, yeah. She had a six-week-old and two older children. Yeah, to look one after. One under five and one over five. Yeah. And my children at 14 and 10 were left with these three children to look after for an entire day. And they managed a child, a baby who needed changing and feeding every couple of hours. Yeah. And two children who needed, young children who needed entertaining and distraction mm. because they didn't know what was happening. They were, with yeah. And they coped with absolute aplomb. And it was also one of those moments where my heart was so big and I was so super proud because we had given them the opportunity to change babies for a long time. So yes. they were competent. Yeah, was there. They, they knew how to play with children because they played with their cousins for years and years and years. This wasn't happening in a vacuum. Mm-hmm. This was happening on the backbone of, of being included, being given responsibility. You see, this is part of the problem with, um, with parenting today. We're usually in such a rush that we don't let our kids do anything. Mm. We do it all for them. They learn nothing. And I think both of our stories this morning are a case in point of actually passing on the baton of responsibility age appropriately to our children so that when the moment comes, they can cope. They can step into what they need to do and yeah, and act. Uh, yeah, it really is just phenomenal. I think if you're a pa- if you're if you're a parent who's listening or a guardian who's listening, uh, just pat yourself on the back. Just take a few moments to you know gain some perspective because of course we have, as Nikki was saying, we have this rushed, super rushed lifestyle, and there's always pressure to be on and to do it right and to get things uh, right all the time and for your own kids to be perfect. But yeah, you're doing a good job. Just remember that you are doing a good job. With that said, Nikki, <laughs> you uh, are bringing down some commandments for us <laughs> from on high <laughs> about how, uh, how what we should uh, be cognizant of <laughs> when we take our young ones to the shopping centers. So Nikki's got 10 commandments for taking your children, uh, one to five years old, to shopping centers. Obviously, shopping being one of those unavoidable things. Um, we don't all have the benefit of a nanny that you can leave your child with or even a partner that can stay at home with the kids. It's going to happen. So, first of all, I want to know what happened this week 
<laughs> to nudge you into this particular topic, um, Nikki. Surely something happened. <laughs> so just lots of observations. You know, I, I actually love shopping, particularly on a Saturday morning yeah. after my interview on seven o two with you. Is I go shopping and I, I just watch. Sure. This is when families are often out together, mm-hmm. and I just watch these families with the one to five year olds and how they struggle because children need boundaries and they need to know what's what to expect so boundaries and expectations is what i want to talk about this morning sure and, and of course making the experience easier and more manageable for yourself and for number your one, children and for the children yes. and when that happens it also makes it easier for everybody <laughs> yes. else i'll share an anecdote personal experience uh, of what not setting up boundaries and making sure your child is comfortable can end up looking like when we finish uh, going through these 10 commandments. So let's start with the very first one, Nikki. Avoid suicide or rush hour. Yeah. Preferably, preferably don't go to the mall when your children are tired at the end of a day mm-hmm. or when it's nap time. You know, you've got a baby. Yeah. You know he's got a bit of a schedule. Try and work around the schedule so that when you go shopping with your baby, it's his awake time, his playtime, when he's full of energy and he's not grumpy. So that's important. Um, otherwise, that's when you're likely to have those meltdowns. Yeah. And um, so, so w- visit the shops, keeping to your child's normal routine. And I know that's a bit of an ask because it doesn't necessarily fit into your routine. Yeah, life happens, right? Life happens. Yeah. But that will make it far easier for you and everybody else. Yeah. Avoid I, month end too, by the way. Oh, oh month end, goodness. yes. That's the other one. <laughs> um, and, and also, you need to... Um, be prepared. Now, what happens with children? They get tired, they get hungry. It is guaranteed. And you know that. Sure. So you need to be prepared for that. Make sure you've got something for them to drink and something for them to eat so that when they're sitting in their pram or in the trolley, and I used to love taking my kids to, to shop because the trolley is like putting them in a bath. Mm. They can't go anywhere. Mm. <laughs> and think about it. Your toddler is in close proximity to you, which is where they want to be. And you're making eye contact if they're sitting in a trolley looking at you. May there be regular banter between you. If children don't feel like they're getting your attention, that's when they start trying to climb out. That's when they start getting grumpy and throwing tantrums. So talking to your child constantly, and this is what I don't see in the shops today, mm. is parents talking to their children. So you asked, what was the stimulus? I do not see a lot of communication. Mm. And yet this is the perfect opportunity to be talking your children clever. And when we talk our children clever, it starts before we even leave for the shops. It starts with when we're in the car and we're actually telling our children what is going to happen. So the expectation of the two hours at the shops. So say, for example, I know Santon City's down the, the road here sure. and I've had a good look at the family uh, orientation of that shopping center. Yeah. You might say to your kids, you know what? As soon as we've parked, we're going to go to, say you're doing your, your monthly shop or sure. whatever it is, we're going into checkers to get all the shopping done. Uh, you're going to be in the trolley. Mummy's pushing the trolley. We're going to get the, sh- the groceries as quickly as possible. We're going to put them back in the car. And then we're going to take you to the Hamley's slide. There we go. Right. Mm-hmm. So they know that they've got to hold themselves together until you get to that place. 
And then after that, we're going to go and look for some new tackies for you. And then after that, upstairs, they've got the little tunnel, crawling through the tunnel area. Sure. I don't know who sponsors that one. I think it's Woolworths because it's outside Woolworths. Mm -hmm. And you're going to spend 10 or 15 minutes there letting your kids move. You see, movement lets them de-stress. Sure. It takes them to a new place. And then we are going to go and change the baby's nappy in the mums and babes changing center, which I think is downstairs near the fountain court. Okay. And shopping center, sh shopping centers have been quite clever. And I've been in on some of these plans. They've made these oases of calm. Children get overwhelmed with the overstimulation in large shopping centers. Uh Everyone gets overwhelmed. They do. So we're all susceptible. Children are definitely susceptible. So you need to build mm. in a break time mm. where you're just going to go and be quiet, change your baby, wash your toddler's sticky hands from what they've been eating in the trolley, and just sit quietly for a few minutes and breathe. Sure. In this kind of oasis of calm before you go and have your lunch. Mm. So... What I'm saying is you're building in these breaks, but you've also given your child an expectation that they're going to be these little rewards of going down the slide, of going crawling through the tunnels, of going and sitting quietly. Those, those parent changing rooms often have toys these days. It's mm -hmm. usually a little sponsored area where there might be books and quiet toys. And if you give your child an idea of how we're going to play the day, it's more predictable which keeps everybody calm. And it's also a little bit like you're dangling a carrot. So when they're starting to get antsy in the trolley, mm -hmm. you can say it's going to be another 15 minutes, even though they don't understand time at that point. Sure. And then we're going to get to the slide. Mm -hmm. So you're taking them, you're getting them to concentrate and hold themselves together for an extra 10 or 15 minutes because they have something to gain yeah. at the end of that moment. A dynamic that we have explored in our conversations uh, around parenting and when it comes to this, this, I guess this, this way of handling uh, children and setting up horizons of expectations, someone might say something like, well, why am I being advised to pander to my child? And you would say what to that? Obviously, it's not a matter of pandering. It is also, it also benefits you in many well, ways. It's support. And remember, you've got little children with a very short attention span. And little children who are born to move, not to sit still. So you need to break up the journey if it's going to be a couple of hours. You've got to break up the journey, make it interesting, and have these short bursts of manageable activity. Mm. You know, we're always trying to pull our children up to where we're at. They're not there yet, especially under five. Mm. They're really not there. You know how they struggle to sit in a, in a car seat with a seatbelt. And so that's what we're trying to do. We, they, con they have to be contained mm -hmm. either in that pram or in the trolley. Um, and we need to just remember that they run out of energy quickly. Um, they need to be kept in a routine. And routine is part of teaching children about how to stay sane in the world, how to manage themselves. It's called self-regulation. Uh, 
We are teaching them in short bursts how to self-regulate. Can they stay calm for the whole 30 minutes that you're doing your grocery shopping? Initially, you'll take a sleeping baby. If, you, mm. hopefully if, if you've got your baby, your baby will be sleeping. Mm. Um, but, but it really is overwhelming. Lots of light, lots of color, lots of choices, lots of noise, lots of people, lots of strangers. That's an interesting one. Strangers. Mm. Let's talk strangers. This generation of children who are under five right now have lived, lived through a pandemic that taught them that human beings are scary. We need to start reacclimatizing our children to being in society. Mm. Taking them shopping is one way of doing that. If your children are not great shoppers, you've got to start small. Don't take them for the marathon shop. Take them for the quick run in, run out. But you still need boundaries. You still need expectations. Sure. And the expectation may be that when we get to the till, you'll be allowed to choose one sweetie or a hot day, one ice cream. Yeah. And please don't go and eat it in the car where it's going to melt everywhere. Make sure there's a nice bench that you can sit quietly and eat your ice creams. <laughs> <laughs> One of your recommendations and ultimate recommendations is be the boss. So you're planning, you're scenario planning, you're setting up a horizon of expectation. You are, you've got, uh, yeah, you, you've made plans for any sort of eventuality. But being the boss also means being able to say no. And I think this is something that many, many parents struggle with. Uh, I suppose your budget will also uh, depend, will also um, inform whether or not you struggle with saying no, right? But children and parents haggling in the supermarket aisles over this type of cereal or an extra box of this or these, uh, this packet of chips. How do you deal with and handle that without having to, you know, every single time yeah. go World War Three on the kids. Once again, we go back to setting the expectation, having the conversations, building up that conversation in the car on the way. And then you turn it into a game as well because it can be highly educational mm -hmm. going shopping because your children know what you normally buy. Who's going to be the first person to spot the jungle oats or the Cheerios? And Maybe if you've got two children, you're going to find the Cheerios and you're going to find the Rice Krispies. Sure. So you give them tasks. You give them responsibilities. They respond beautifully to that. Mm. Um, you need five tins of something. If your child is the right height and yeah. knows which tins they're, they're getting for you, they can count them for you. Mm -hmm. So I think more than anything, when children... Uh, when we're not paying attention, that's when I see children grabbing stuff. That's when I see them grabbing the extra. And daddy, and can I, and I want, and another. And I, it, honestly, it boggles my mind when I watch four-year-olds literally ruling the roost while standing at the, you know, the family's at the till, and the four-year-old then wanders off to the shelf behind and grabs another thing and another thing. And there are no boundaries whatsoever. Mm. It's really interesting. And I just go, if you don't have boundaries now, what are you going to do when these kids are teenagers? Of course, weekends are a good time for children to spend their pocket money. Sure. And if their pocket money is a little knick-knack from the toy store or whether it is a sweetie or an ice cream or something that they're going to spend their money on, depending on what age they are, you need to also prime them that we're going to be going to the toy store so you can spend your 50 rand. That means you can't buy a big Barbie. Mm. 
It means you can't buy a big truck. It means you can buy the little things near the till. Yeah. Budget and just an appreciation of value, yeah. money, all those Managing things. Managing expectations, yeah. um, keeping your voice calm, lower your voice, especially in public. And if your child does throw a tantrum, get out of the shops as quickly as you can. Do the conversation, the disciplining, whatever out there. You know, when children are losing it, actually grabbing them and holding them tight and moving is going to be better than having an altercation right there and then if they've really lost it. And we say all of this under the guise of uh, helping you and helping the child. But actually the kernel of it, at least for me, is we don't want to see it. I'm kidding. <laughs> no, it's true. It's true. We were in a restaurant over December, uh, it was yeah. January, early January on holiday. And then there was this really cutesy baby in the high chair who was getting all the attention mm. and the four-year-old sitting at that table was freaking out. Yeah. And what I did notice, because I'm very observant about these things, that this couple with the baby and the, the little preschooler had not one thing for that preschooler to play oh, shame. with. Yeah. We're paying that preschooler no attention whatsoever. Mm-hmm. And that child was honestly doing negative attention seeking behavior. Yeah. And it, I, my mum was going, why don't you go over there and show them what to do? <laughs> because I would have taken my handbag, yeah. emptied it out, and, let and the child created a game out yeah. of something in my handbag. <laughs> You've got to love a mom. Don't make go and show them what to do. This is what you do for a living. <laughs> Absolutely love it. Yeah, but it is a tough one. It really, really is a tough one. Uh, but as you say, just keeping a calm voice and just, you know, being there for your child. Ultimately, you support them and you make the whole trip, the whole journey much easier uh, for everyone else. Yeah, really, really key to keep in mind. Yeah, and you can go and download my 10 commandments from NikkiBush.com. Just put uh, 10 commandments for shopping (laughs) and you can get all of them in much more detail. And come and join me on my Parenting Matters Facebook group and let's continue the conversation and share your best shopping centers for shopping as a family because there really has been a massive upgrade out there Mm. of making shopping centers family friendly. Yeah. All right. Do that. NikkiBush.com. Nikki, always a pleasure. Looking forward to our conversation and hang out next Saturday.